0: Hello, hello, hello there, my beautiful Cozy Babes, and welcome back to the Cozy Babes Club. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor, and uh, today I'm excited. We're just going to be catching up a little bit, uh, answering some of your questions, and it's going to be a good time. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, I didn't inform anyone. I just like didn't post last Monday, and that is because I have decided that we are going to be bi-weekly. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to keep this particular schedule up, but I've just decided to make the podcast bi-weekly. Every other Monday there will be an episode and that might be for the entire year. It might just be for a season or a few months, but ultimately uh, we're kind of going to get a little into that today with the episode, so I'll save that for later on. But um, It just seems right, feels good. So I just wanted to say that right out the gates. And today's episode, I'm actually going to be answering a few of the questions that I've just been saving anytime I've asked on Instagram, or we also have a forum where you can ask me questions for the podcast that I just can pull from at any time. So if you ever have a question, a burning question you want to ask, I'll leave that forum link down below for you. But we're going to go ahead and just get right into it this week. So the first question that y'all had for me is how do you feel different from last year's Chloe to this year's Chloe? And I feel like sitting with this question before I started recording, the number like one, two, and three things that come to my mind is number one, I feel a lot more calm. Like just in general, I am a more calm person. But I also feel like I gained a lot of cynicism over like the last couple of years. I'm more of a cynical person than I used to be. But I also feel like in some ways having just a little kick of cynicism can be valuable because I've sat and deconstructed this actually because I thought mid-2023 it was a lot worse. I felt like I was very cynical. You couldn't say anything magical to me and that... Ultimately, when I dove into that, because I didn't like it, I was like, why do I feel like this cynical person? This is not who I am. This is gross. Like my personality has completely shifted since I had my existential crisis in 2021. And What I came to find out through listening to a bunch of philosophical talks on YouTube like I watched a bunch of TED talks and uh, I watched a couple of lectures I really dove in because y'all already know this about me I am somebody and I will always be this way it's something that I value about myself. I will never take anything laying down. If there is something I don't like about myself, my personality, what I'm doing, how my life is operating, you better believe if it's something I can change, I will do the research and I will change it. I feel like I have such a tenacity for that. And I hope to the almighty universe that I never give that up because I think it has made me who I am today. And I'm proud of me, right? I'm proud of the person I've become. But Ultimately, what I found is that cynicism is a protective mechanism. It's me protecting myself, right? When I've been hurt in the past or things didn't go my way, you can become more cynical as a way of basically kind of not letting yourself be hopeful of more positive things. And though I think sometimes cynicism can be helpful, especially if you've been hurt a lot in the past, it can be helpful when it comes to setting boundaries. But again, I felt like I was just too cynical. So I do feel like I've really worked on that on like the back half of 2023. And I've come to find that I am way more magical thinking. And I love that not in the we've talked about this before on the podcast, I dedicated a whole episode to magical thinking and how I was really bothered when it came out in the psychology world that magical thinking is something that a lot of psychologists talk about that you shouldn't do. But when I say magical thinking, I'm not talking about like living in a fantasy. And not actually being connected to your reality. When I say magical thinking, I'm talking about literally like manifestation, being in tune with nature cycles, what I consider magic to actually be. So I do believe in magical thinking, not necessarily being so delusional you can't see straight, but I do believe in the concept of letting like your thoughts lean more positive and more magical. But in any case, I would say like different from last year moving into this year I feel like I've got like a healthy amount of cynicism I don't feel like I'm as cynical and I also would say that again I'm a lot more of a calm person than I used to be I was so much more anxious oh my gosh I was dealing with the worst bout of generalized anxiety I think I've ever felt in my entire life at the top of 2023 and I feel like it took the better part of a year to really work on that. And like to the point that I would be trying to rest and relax and I would be shaking, like my body would be shaking. And that's just something that I've had to really work with. And I honestly think it was somatic practices that helped me the most because a lot of like, and I'm just going to share this for anybody that has felt this. Maybe you need to hear this today, but I'm just going to say That though I love the realm of psychology, I love therapy, I'm a huge advocate for it. I feel like sometimes a lot of the practices that are given, they keep you really in your head. And my problem was, as I was living so in my head 24-7, that that was causing me more pain than it was helping me. And so I've had to really teach myself how to live in my body and get out of my head. And I've also found that a practice that helps me, and this is so like, it's kind of silly. I don't know that it will work for everyone, but I would find that when I was the most anxious, I would be having a really zoomed out perspective. It would almost lean into like nihilism or nihilistic thinking And that's a place that I never want to be like nihilism makes it robs me of my life. And I don't like to take the slippery slope into nihilism. If you're not aware of what nihilism is, it's basically where you just think that like the universe has no point, everything's pointless and then you die. Like it's very depressing and a thought that some people live their lives by, but one that just it literally sucks all the happiness out of my life when I think that way. So um I will say that I felt like I was still dealing with a lot of that at the top of 2023. And now I tend to lean to a little bit more of magical thinking. I tend to lean a little more on the positive side or at least the hopeful side. And again, I don't feel as cynical. I'm not as anxious. I'm more calm. I sleep better. I eat better. Um, Honestly, I feel like I've really leveled up as a person in 2023 going into 2024. Like I feel like I really grew a lot over the last year. And the next question is wellness keepers for 2024. So I wish I had done this as a whole podcast, like what's in and what's out. Maybe we still will if y'all want it, let me know. But uh, basically it's like posts where people will say like what's in for the year and what's out. And some of them are really funny, but uh, I decided just to pick like a top five for me on what is in for for me, myself and I in 2024 Uh, in terms of wellness, what are wellness things that either I picked up or uh, learned in 2023 that I'm going to carry over. So the first one is magnesium glycinate. So any of y'all that are on like wellness TikTok or wellness Instagram that see people making the sleepy girl mocktail or uh, making sure you're taking your magnesium, don't get me wrong, these are fantastic things. However, if you are somebody that every time you take magnesium, you literally feel like you're gonna shit your pants 20 minutes later, let me help you, okay? Because that's me, I'm speaking about myself. I cannot take magnesium citrate, which is what most magnesium products contain. Magnesium citrate has a laxative effect on some people. It's me, I'm bitches. I am one of the people that it affects like a laxative. So I will literally take my magnesium supplement, get all tired and then literally fall asleep and then 20 minutes later get woken up by a insane need to poop. Um, it's not cute. It's not pretty. We hate that for us. Uh, but what I have found through research and also I, if y'all didn't know, I graduated last year from a holistic nutrition program. So I also just like learned this in school too. But uh, magnesium glycinate, which is a different form of magnesium, gives you kind of the same feel, but without the laxative effect. So if you're somebody that you take magnesium citrate and it's not the jam for you, try magnesium glycinate i get mine at costco in like a big ass bottle i take it every day 20 30 minutes before i want to go to sleep and i swear to you i sleep like a little baby angel Uh, that has actually helped me more than melatonin ever did like truly i am not trying to just like be cute and be on a trend genuinely most of the united states in particular has a magnesium deficiency now please obviously speak to your doctor before you just self-diagnose with that but most people in america do have a magnesium deficiency and it's more likely than not that you might have one so check into that especially if you feel like you have a lot of like brain fog or if you feel like you're uh you have like I don't want to say like insomnia symptoms because I cannot, I'm not a sleep doctor. Like I can't diagnose you. I don't know you. I don't know your symptoms. I don't have any charts in front of me and I'm not your nutritionist, but just keep in mind that those are some telltale signs and it's something to get checked out for sure. So magnesium glycinate, absolutely coming with me into 2024. One of the best things that I've added to my regimen in 2023 Uh, the next thing is lymph oh my gosh I can't speak lymphatic drainage facials so I don't go and get this done anywhere I literally do this with myself if you want to learn how to do this I would look up Gracie Norton Gracie underscore Norton on either TikTok or Instagram she gives tutorials on lymphatic drainage facials she's incredible like anything she says if you're a PCOS girly She's fantastic. I love her so much. Her content is so inspiring to me. And truly, I don't know if I found her in 2023 or 2022, but her content literally has changed my life. And I wanna say I must have found her in 2022 because I wanna say because of her, it like inspired me to go to nutrition school. Even though she's not somebody who did that, Like just her knowledge, I wanted something similar. So, yeah, she's amazing. Love her. She actually came out with a podcast this year called, or last year called Wellness Her Way. Very good podcast. Uh, If you're into the wellness stuff, definitely listen. But basically, a lymphatic drainage facial, you just put. Uh, oil on your face because you do need like slippery skin to do it and she shows you how to open your lymph nodes and basically rub your face down to help with inflammation in the face or moon face which is something that's really common with PCOS or hormone imbalances and I don't do it every day I would definitely like to get there make it a daily occurrence But the days that I do it, I always feel like I'm really caring for myself in a special way. So uh, yeah, lymphatic drainage facials, absolutely coming with me. Uh, The next thing is walking. Okay, I know this is so fucking bare minimum basic below effort. But like, when I tell you, I have gone through peaks and valleys with being active and being completely sedentary over the last year. And I feel like nothing has brought me more activity in the last few months than my walking pad. Uh, I got a walking pad as a Christmas gift. I got it early, but uh, as a Christmas gift for my spouse. And it just makes being less sedentary so easy. Like, I don't know why I didn't get on this trend when it was big in 2020, Literally has revolutionized the way that I do activity, especially because the thing is, I don't live where I can just walk outside all the time. Yes, you could say that's an excuse because you can go outside in the rain and the snow. I don't want to. Like, I also have uh, Raynaud's, which is where like basically your limbs will lose circulation and they get really, really cold. Um, if you've never seen it, it's kind of crazy. But your limbs turn like stark white or sometimes purple, and they're really cold. Uh, and they lose circulation. So, not like frostbite or anything, but sometimes it can be painful. And so, yeah, walking outside, I know I don't need to explain it, but my chronic dysfunction in my family and my specific kind of trauma means that I overexplain shit. And it's something I'm really working on. Uh, thank y'all for always keeping me in check on that. I feel like I got some comments in the last episode talking about that, and I was like, damn it, my overexplaining personality is back. <laughs> but it's all right we're working on that but in any case walking I don't really like walking outside unless it's really nice outside which thankfully the summers where I live are phenomenal I can walk outside every day in the summer for the most part but um walking pad I love it I have a standing desk and I will literally use social media to my benefit like I'm big on, oh, don't be addicted to social media, don't be addicted to screens, but something that I have found that has been so helpful is, like, basically using it to your advantage. So if I really want to scroll on Instagram Reels, I will... Open Instagram on my computer, turn auto-scroll on, so it'll just keep auto-scrolling, and I'll walk on my walking pad while I scroll, because basically I'm doing two things. I'm keeping myself mentally stimulated, which as an ADHD girly, already difficult, but I'm also getting in steps at the same time. And so far, over the course of the last couple of months, my daily activity overall has improved, Uh, I want to say the days that I walk, I usually get like 8,000 steps or so I'm trying to reach to get 10,000 eventually, but my most important thing right now is just trying to walk every day and at the bare minimum, not skipping more than two days. And so far I'm making really good on that promise to myself. So yeah, walking has been so good for me. Love it. Um, the next thing is, Bone broth. Oh my gosh, I found bone broth in 2023. Uh, I mean, I might have found that in 2022 as well, but I actually found one that I think is the best. Like, (laughs) I do like the ones from Trader Joe's as an option. Some of the kettle and fire ones are okay. Uh, I used to like this ancient grains chicken powdered one. But no, family, I found the one to me that is the absolute best. It tastes the best. I look forward to it every day because it tastes so good because I feel like bone broth, let's be honest, it doesn't really taste very good. You have to make it taste good by adding your own bullshit to it. And this one is actually good straight out of the package, which is a first. Uh, I want to say it's called like Bear and Bones. I'll link it down below for you. You can get it on Amazon. I get mine at Costco. But basically it's a beef, they do chicken as well, but I've only had the beef one. It's a beef bone broth. And I don't know if it's because it also has like mushroom powder in it or something, but it just tastes better. It is better than all the other ones that I've tried. And genuinely, I look forward to it. I'm sad when I run out and it's really good for healing your gut and gut lining. And it also packs extra protein, which is something that I'm really focused on right now. So um. Yeah, it's going to be the bone broth for me. And lastly, the wellness thing that I'm taking into 2024 is self care Tuesday. So excuse me, I'll explain more of self care Tuesday in uh, a later question in the episode about what that is. But self care Tuesday is coming into 2024 with me. So the next question I have is, you've talked about sustainable creativity, can you go into more detail? So I talked in the last episode about how I had like this big season of rest I feel like I've really achieved sustainable creativity and how I do it but something that I feel like I really failed to mention in that episode is that I also just go with what I feel inspired to make and I think a lot of people don't rely on this in the creative field and you should is well I hate the word should well If it sounds like it lines up with your reality, I would encourage you to try it. How about that? Because I can honestly tell you every single time that I've had like a career boost in the creative fields, it has always come from this place of just trying things out. Always. It has always come from this place of feeling inspired and trying things out. Like This month, I don't know if I'm still doing it by the time this episode goes out, but this month... I randomly on January 1st I was like you know what I'm just gonna post to Instagram a reel every single day the month of January I'm just gonna try it out I'm just gonna like whatever comes to my mind I'm just gonna make reels and so far I want to say I'm scheduled as of the day that this is being recorded I have stuff scheduled through the 12th of January which I think when this goes out it's already gonna be beyond that But I've just been making like little astrology posts, little um, just like stuff, anything, anything goes. Anything I feel inspired to say or to create. And I'm not really doing it with a goal in mind. I'm not like, oh, I need to grow my Instagram to this following or it has to be like this. It's really just a, what would happen if I did? I just want to see what could happen. I've had one reel actually get over 13,000 views so far. And it was like one of the silliest ones. I just talked about the two astrological signs that are the most lucky this year. And based on the Jupiter placement this year. But it just, I don't know. It was just like a fun and creative thing for me to do. So I just followed that. I feel like. Most people, when they think of creativity, especially if they're very type A personality, which ding, ding, it's me, you think you have to be on this like rigorous schedule. And I do think in the beginning, that can be helpful when you're new to the craft. It's valuable to be on a consistent schedule. But once you've kind of built, an audience up I feel like you do have more room and more leeway to just kind of come and go as you please not like I would never walk away for months and months and months on end that's just not I don't I don't see that for myself I want to create more than that but I do feel that like some level of consistency is valuable but you don't have to be so like I have to post three times to Instagram and this many times to TikTok and also my YouTube channel. And it doesn't have to be this all-encompassing, you have to attack every platform. I think that used to be the old meta. And some people, people that have like teams, it's still the meta. But if it's just you, yourself, and you putting everything together yourself, go where inspiration follows. That is like the best way to create sustainable creativity is to follow where your inspiration is flowing and just see what happens. I feel like when we put all of this like, pressure on our creativity to make us into this certain kind of person or to have this certain kind of career it kind of sucks the fun right out of it and you're not having as good of a time and your audience can tell so I would say as far as like sustainable creativity don't overcommit yourself go with some level of consistency in the beginning even if that's just once a month you know I do feel like on some of the smaller platforms like Um, Instagram, TikTok once a month might not be enough, but like YouTube, you could get away with uploading once a month and just trying it out, seeing what happens, but making 12 videos over the course of a year, you know? So I feel like ultimately it's being realistic with yourself on what you feel like you can create. Like, honestly, the question to ask yourself is at the bare minimum, what can you commit to? Like if you are feeling burnt out or tired or like you don't have extra energy what is the bare minimum that you could commit to and if literally that's one YouTube video a month that's what you should commit to I think I talked about this a little bit in my last episode where I said that basically all of my work can be done on the first week of the month if I wanted it to be But I also have the freedom now if I do all of that work, I can rest for three weeks out of the month or I can choose to put that time into making more things or different things, trying out different things that I maybe have never made before, right? It gives me a lot of creative freedom to try a lot of things out and maybe consider designing a schedule like that if that makes sense for you. So that's all I'm going to say on Sustainable Creativity Um, I hope that helps. Now, the next question is new routines for 2024. I want to say I covered this a little bit in the last episode, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about Self-Care Tuesday and how that is its own routine and what that's about. So if any of y'all have been with me since like my gaming days, (laughs) I used to do this thing called Self-Care Tuesday and Self-Care Tuesday. The reason it fell on a Tuesday was that I feel like I'm such a go-getter person. Like I have so much energy in the morning. When I wake up, I don't need a lot of time to wake up. I am awake when the morning comes. And I feel like I treat my week the same way. I love Sundays. I'm a big fan of Mondays. I always have been. Uh, I know some people talk about having a case of the Mondays. You could not catch me there. I love Monday for the most part. Uh, Wednesday, you know, it's hump day, your middle of the week, it's a good time. Thursday is right next to Friday, Friday is Friday, and then you have the two days of the weekend. Tuesday is like this outlier. I feel like in the week that it's not really good for anything. It's not really exciting for anything except for tacos. And so I chose Tuesday on that principle. I was like, you know what? Tuesday is like not a funky fresh day. Let's make Tuesday fun and exciting. So I used to make Tuesday my big self-care day, right? I would spend Sunday prepping for my week, cleaning my house, getting that ready. Monday, I would do like the heavy loading of my work for the week. And then Tuesday, I would have this big day off where I would take an everything shower. So let me walk you through my self-care Tuesday routine. I'm big on theming things. You'll get that from my content in general. I love to have themes for things. Uh, I love making things a thing. Like, I love being like, oh my God, let's have a wine night if I was drinking, which I'm not. Or like, let's have a charcuterie night or let's have a Disney night. Like, I'm so big on creating themes around things. It makes my heart really happy. So... um, With this routine, of course, I always have a theme. Lately, I've been really into movie watching instead of show watching. So I will usually pick a movie star. Like... I recently had a self-care Tuesday and I made it JLo day and basically I watched all the movies that Lo was in. So I watched, uh, gosh, what did I watch? I watched the wedding planner. I watched made in Manhattan. I watched Jersey girl, which she is in. Um, that was my husband's request. Cause he was home for self-care Tuesday that week. But basically I did all of that, watched all of that. And The thing is with Self-Care Tuesday, I feel like I usually still do like laundry. Like I might do one task that day, But ultimately, I'm taking an everything shower early in the morning. I'm doing a face mask. I'm putting my eye jellies on. I'm ice rolling. I might even still go for a walk on my walking pad on Tuesday, but I won't do like three little walks. I'll just do one walk because typically when I walk on my walking pad, I try to shoot for a short walk after every meal to aid in digestion. But on self-care Tuesday, it's one walk and it's usually after breakfast, if at all. I may just not walk at all that day. Um... But I do my everything shower and then I turn into Slug Wife, <laughs> which is what my husband calls me. He's, he tells me that I'm Slug Wife, where basically I put on all the goops. Okay. We're talking a face moisturizer, well, face mask. Then we take that off. Then we moisturize. Then I do my lymphatic drainage with my oil. Then I'll do like a body oil and do a lymphatic body massage as well. Um, I really like apricot oil for this, but there are so many different oils you can use. Uh, I put apricot oil. I put my Skims pajamas on. I always make sure they're clean for this because they're really big. I bought them in a 2X, which was a huge mistake. I swim in these pajamas. But they're really good for when my body is all lathered up in oil, and I don't want to get oil all over my bed. So I will uh, put my big ass pajamas on. And then I climb into bed where I have already taken the TV from the living room, put it in my bedroom, usually the night before. And then I will put on whatever movie like theme I'm working through. So like I said, this past week, it was J-Lo. This week, I'm going to be doing a Reese Witherspoon day where I'm just watching like Sweet Home Alabama and Legally Blonde. Maybe I'll watch some Cruel Intentions in there. Um, I don't know. Anything that she's in. I know I'm most excited to watch Sweet Home Alabama because I haven't seen it in a long time. But I'll just watch movies. Usually I'll have some little snackies. Um, I wouldn't say that like meals are super themed around self-care Tuesday. Sometimes though, like I might plan to make myself like homemade sushi that day or something that I really want to like indulge in for myself. Usually it's something pretty healthy though, I will say. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. So it's usually something pretty healthy that I would eat that day. Uh, Like I said, I'm typical on like making homemade sushi or, oh my gosh, one of my favorites is making homemade agadashi tofu, which if you've never had that, it's like tofu that you crust in cornstarch and then you fry it. I know, so this is not very healthy, but uh, you fry it and then you put it in this like fish-based broth, which you could also do like a veggie broth. You don't have to do fish, but I like the fish broth. Uh, with like bonito flakes and green onions and oh my god it's so good so sometimes I'll make like that with a side of rice or I'll do miso soup Asian food is my favorite like Japanese is probably my favorite to be honest like sushi is my favorite food but I'll usually do like something nice for myself and then I'll make sure I have all my favorite snacks my ice roller maybe even my heaty pad even if I'm not in pain sometimes I just like the the comfort of the warmth on my back so I'll like lay on that Uh, and then like you know I'll just do any of my self-care stuff anything I want to do if I want to like do my nails that day or I might just lay there like a vegetable and watch movies all day but that's like my self-care Tuesday that is my ideal so I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like that is just a routine that I, for the last few years, I didn't allow myself to really have a self-care Tuesday. I was always overbooking my everyday life and I felt like I could never relax, which absolutely was a trauma response. And I feel like I've really worked to heal from that. And I'm able to relax now and disconnect from work and disconnect from responsibility when I have to. And that feels really good. Uh, The other thing I wanted to say under routines is just kind of adding one more note in here. And that is... I am no longer subscribing to letting other people tell me what healthy means for me. And I think this is something that everybody could probably use a little more of. Like, don't even let me tell you that if it's something that doesn't align with you. But what I mean by that is kind of like with walking on my walking pad. And I was saying, like, you know, I try not to let myself use a ton of social media. But if letting myself scroll on Instagram while I walk on my walking pad is helping me to do that, then it's a good thing, that I'm using it in a positive way. And something that I discovered last year is that I genuinely sleep better with a TV on, period. I sleep better with a TV on. I get like the best sleep when it's on. Even if it's just on while I go to sleep and then I turn like a sleep timer on, I just sleep so much better. That's how I used to go to sleep when I was a kid. Uh, And I've, I've recently brought that back into my life. And really have just had no shame about it because I sleep a thousand percent better with it there. And it's something that I feel like I really tried to abolish from my life because it wasn't like, it wasn't wellness. It wasn't good for me to have that TV on and too much blue light and blah, 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 blah. Though those studies are not incorrect, I feel like not everything wellness is a one size fits all. And I think ultimately... Things are meant to be helpful and suggestive or helpful and suggestions that should help or could help. But I don't think wellness is a one size fits all. And that's something that I've really had to come to terms with throughout, especially like the end of 2023. I feel like I feel like I became the clean girl aesthetic dream of my life. And then I was like, actually, this shit is not it. Like, this is not it. This is not how I want to live my life. And I will take my greasy Thai food in bed with my TV on at night. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's, it's called balance. (laughs) So, um, yeah, not letting others tell me what my healing and what my routine should look like and actually designing them in ways that help me. So some of y'all might have already been like super aware of that in general, but that's something that I feel like was kind of new to me. I used to let a lot of media dictate what I would do based on what other people were seeing success in. And I feel like I've really taken like a whole person approach to myself and asked myself what works for me instead and love that for me. Okay, favorite recipes right now. So I don't have too many here, but I do wanna mention at least one in particular. So I hope y'all have your notepads and you're ready to write this ish down because my, my, do I have a recipe for you. Uh, Excuse me. The recipe is for an instant pot macaroni and cheese. This is so bomb. It's literally the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had in my life. I will never go out for macaroni and cheese ever again. I will only ever make it at home. So this is what you need. Uh, 16 ounces of macaroni, four cups of broth, any kind. I use a vegetable base. Uh, 16 ounces of cheddar jack cheese, or, or you could use Colby Jack or sharp cheddar, whatever you like, whatever kind of cheese. You could do a blend, a mix. You could probably do like, 12 ounces of cheese as well and you would be fine it doesn't have to be 16 ounces uh but I would say more than eight like you would definitely want more than eight Uh, One cup of heavy cream, a half a cup of half and half, one teaspoon of salt, half a cup of panko breadcrumbs, two tablespoons of butter, and pepper and salt to taste. And then you preheat your oven to 500 before you do anything because you do, you don't have to bake this, but it's way better if you do after the fact. So this is what you do. In the Instant Pot, you put your pasta, your broth, the salt. Set the pot to normal pressure for five minutes. Once it's done, depressurize for another five minutes before opening the lid stir in the heavy cream 12 ounces of cheese half and half and pepper transfer to a greased eight by eight glass dish top with your panko crumbs butter that you cut into nine pads so your two tablespoons you want to cut it into nine pads of butter sprinkle over top along with the remaining four ounces of cheese and then you bake for seven minutes in a 500 degree oven I shit you not you will never eat macaroni and cheese everywhere anywhere else it is definitely Not a healthy macaroni and cheese. It is guilty as hell, Um, but it's really good. Best macaroni and cheese I've ever had. So, one of my favorite recipes. I literally think I make this at least once a week. Uh, It's in my rotation. And then the other thing is just soup, soup 24 7. We're supposed to get snow this week where I'm living, and I'm really excited about it because we haven't had any snow this winter yet. but yeah, just soup. There's a soup recipe on my website, Taylor.com, That's one of my favorites. It's a stuffed pepper soup. One of my, it's, it's so good. I literally could make an entire cookbook on soups because I eat so much soup. I cannot narrow it down to one recipe. Uh, maybe someday I'll make y'all an ebook with all my favorite soups because I'm big on them. Okay, the next question. We only have two questions left. The next question is your theme for 2024. Uh, my main overarching theme is adventure. That's like my keyword for 2024. It's adventure. I just want to travel everywhere. I want to say yes to everything. That is my biggest push. I'm so tired of being cooped up and being a hermit in my house. I want to go everywhere, see everything, experience new culture. Uh I literally I just want to go. <laughs> I just want to go anywhere. Okay. And then well not anywhere. There are specific places I want to go that are on my vision board, but still. And then the last question is goals for 2024 like specifically. And I feel like I have quite a few here, some that I haven't talked about at all that I'm excited to share with you. So the first goal and probably the most important one is hormone health. I just put uh I have not had a true cycle since or menstrual cycle since September of last year. Um no, excuse me, September of 2022. So it's been like, I've had a lot of spotting and like bleeding in between, and I'm not going to apologize for talking about this. Like, I feel like menstrual cycle should not be this like gross or weird thing or that we should apologize for it. It's a normal part of the human existence. If you happen to menstruate, uh, So point blank pyramid, but, uh, yeah, I have not had just like a typical, my normal seven day cycle since September of 2022. I'm actually really concerned about this. Like I said, I maybe have had a few cycles that have been like four days here or four days there. And I don't know if that's just like my new normal, but I'm kind of concerned about it. Uh, I've been waiting to have health insurance via my spouse's job. Uh, which I will have in literally the next two months. So I've just kind of been waiting out to go and have all of my hormones actually tested. But hormone health is a huge push for me this year. It is my number one goal. It is the number one thing I want to get a really good grasp and understanding of. I have read a million books, I swear, in twenty twenty. Three on hormone health the problem is I know what to do but I don't know what's actually wrong so I need somebody to run a hormone panel on me so that I can understand is it high progesterone is it high estrogen is it high testosterone is it you know is it my like is my LH hormone not doing what it's supposed to be doing um there's there's so many things you can look at and And I do have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I know that there's already complication there. But the thing is, I'm not willing to just take birth control. I'm not willing to just take metformin. I'm not willing to get an IUD. I'm not willing to... I'm not willing to let a doctor tell me that I need to put a Band-Aid on my symptoms. I want to get to the root cause. I want to understand, and I want this to be made better. And I firmly believe that that is something that I will be able to achieve because there are countless women who have done this or countless people who bleed that have done this. And I just need to know what the root cause is so I can work to change it, especially having my... um, my schooling in holistic nutrition, I feel like as soon as I know what the actual hormonal issue is, because it's not always the same for every person with PCOS, uh, once I know what the actual issue is, I will be able to also guide myself. And I promise you when I go through and actually do this, I said this in the last episode, I will absolutely be talking about this. This is probably going to be a hot topic for me this year. So don't worry. I will take you with me, Bestie. You're going to get all the ins and the outs. You are going to get the scoop and the skinny on all of the hormone health things this year. Uh, But I'm kind of waiting. I do have an appointment technically in February to see a... Oh, what is the word? It's not like a Western medical doctor. I'm going to be seeing an... Is it integrative medicine doctor? Something like that. I can't... My mind is drawing a blank right now, but... I'm going to be seeing the kind of doctor that I would like to be seeing in February. And then uh, if I need extra assistance on like the Western medical front, I will be seeing a GP or a general practitioner in March. So I'm really working to get this underway. It's very important to me this year. Uh, The next thing is travel at least six times. That's my like once every two months. And I actually already have a trip booked this year very excited uh solo trip as well just me my spouse is going to be staying home taking care of the cats but just me um I haven't decided like I don't think I want to talk about it like I haven't even told anybody in my family I haven't told anyone only the person that I'm going to be spending time with knows outside of my husband obviously but Uh, I have one trip booked already this year, and I'm very excited. Originally, I thought it was going to be Southern California, and then that kind of fell through because the place that I was going to be staying didn't know if they would have room for me. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. I actually kind of feel like I don't want to go anyways. And... Um, so I made a different decision with the money that I had set aside for my plane ticket. So, um, I'll share more on that in the future, I'm sure, but really excited about that. I already have a trip booked this year. Um... And that's great because it's one of the places I wanted to go on my hot list this year. (laughs) Um, And then I also really want to see my YouTube channel not only hit 100K followers, but I really would like to hit like 200K. I would really like to grow exponentially on my YouTube channel this year. Um, I would also like to see my patron Patreon grow to a thousand paid members. I am like just over a quarter of the way there on this one. This one's kind of a stretch goal. Like this would be a miracle if this happened, but I firmly believe it can. I want to help that many people. I want to serve that many people that are aligned with my content. So that would be amazing. Um, I also really want to make $20,000 a month consistently, Uh, That would also be a bit of a stretch goal at this point in time, but I've done it before is the thing. I've done it before. I've experienced that before, um, only for like three or four months at one point in time. And most of the income was spent uh, repaying debt, like medical debt that I had. Um, But I feel that it's something I would like to create in my life again, because there is so much... Not only do I have so many people's lives that I'm connected with that I would like to bless with that, but and not that I think money even needs to be this like huge noble thing. Like I don't think if somebody makes $20,000 a month, they need to be like a philanthropist. It's up to them what they do with money. Everybody has their own relation to money. I do feel like In my heart of hearts, if I was somebody and I woke up tomorrow and money was no object, I didn't need it, I had everything I needed for the rest of my life, I would literally be a philanthropist. I would be somebody that was really into philanthropy. Um, I would probably work more in volunteering and more with nonprofits. And I feel that I would maybe even consider doing like more spiritual advising uh, pro bono. Because I just think it's such a valuable tool that can really help people. So, um, yeah, I want to get to a place where I'm making more money consistently every single month. And getting to a place where basically, I always say I didn't come here to be comfortable. I came here to be rich. Like, there's a difference. Being comfortable is... To me, below the bar for myself, I didn't come here to be comfortable. I came here to be rich. I feel like I have too good of taste. Like the universe did not give me taste this immaculate to not make me a rich person, period. Um, But I just feel like I have been through a lot financially. I've had a lot of financial ups and downs in my adult life. And I'm really just kind of tired of that being the story. I'm tired of that being my reality. I'm tired of feeling like I am always two steps away from falling into despair. And I feel that even if I look at like where I've come from, both of my parents have such intense scarcity mindset. It's insane. I can see how it would be my job to heal that, not heal them, but heal that within myself. And I feel like I've come really far when it comes to scarcity mindset, but I think I still have more work to do. And I promise y'all the moment that I figure it out and that becomes my reality, I will turn around and I will make, I will teach it to every single one of you. Like that is kind of the deal that I have with the universe is that when I make that work for me, I will turn around and teach everything I know. Because I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to feel like they're making the amount of money that they want to make. I want, like, I want there to be enough for everyone to go around. I don't want it to be this scarcity thing. Anyways, uh, and the last thing I put on my goals for 2024 is just like this past year, it was so good for my mental health. I will be doing it again. Uh, I really want a rest from mid-October to mid-January. Uh Basically three months where I'm just not cranking out content constantly. The podcast will probably go on a hiatus at that time. And where I am just really taking in winter to its fullest potential. Because I did that for a huge chunk of this year as we talked about in the last episode. And it was so therapeutic for me. It was so good for me. It was so healthy for me. That I really would just like to repeat that again this year. I see the value in taking a sabbatical like that. I feel like everybody deserves that. I want to live in a world where I see everybody get to take their time wintering. And I feel like we got to also lead by example if that's the reality we want to see. So don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to make it happen. It will. And that is what I have for you for all of these questions. I chose to keep them anonymous because some of them are. Like I don't collect submissions on the forum. But if they came from like Instagram or something, I just chose to keep them all anonymous. But thank you to everybody who asked questions. I appreciate you. And uh, I will talk to y'all not next Monday, but the Monday after. Don't forget to stay cozy out there, babe. Bye.